Welcome, welcome, everybody, to Prayers on the Porch podcast with the main host, Anthony Jabray. Today, I have the lovely honor to have a guest that I think has been integral in my journey of learning yoga, but also learning, finding internal peace. I think she is a very strong advocate of being grounded, but also giving ourselves the grace to really love ourselves. So without further ado, Angelita, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having me on your show. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, so today I'd like to switch it up a little bit and, and talk about a quote or say a quote, mind you, of something that really resonated with me I found on um, Miss Lovelady's Instagram page. So the quote is, there is nothing impossible the word itself says, I am possible. And I think that that kicks off what we'll be talking about today of just the journey of what it is to find your voice. And so for you, when it comes to finding your voice, I don't think that's always necessarily an easy thing for people to do. So what has that journey been like for yourself? Oh, well, that's, <clears throat> excuse me for clearing my throat. That is, that has been a long journey. Um, mm. Cause finding my voice means that we need to be able to hear ourselves. Mm. And as you know, that I am partially deaf, so I don't get to hear my voice the way other people hear my voice. And the level that I speak at, I'm consciously, continuously learning how to and forcing myself to project my voice so that I can be heard. And that, that was always a challenge with the idea of I might one day want to teach classes I might one day want to be in front of a classroom or ending up teaching yoga classes um, how do I do that mm. how how do I do that with confidence um, and it for me it, it truly was a journey because I had to Learn how to trust myself first. Well, learn, learn how to trust and understand that my voice has a purpose in this world. My voice is part of the beautiful vibration that is all around us. Mm. Um, yeah, I love that. I love it. I, I, I think you gave the illustration of it being a part of a vibration of love. And I think along the journey, I think forgiveness is important, but why would you say forgiveness of self is important when it comes to finding your voice? Well, Cause I had to forgive myself for not being perfect. Mm. <laughs> I, had to, <laughs> I had to forgive myself for doubting myself to give myself permission to be in this world mm. instead of cowering down and hiding behind somebody else. Um, it was recently uh, a friend of mine, which actually a mutual friend of both of ours, 
who said, you know, Angelita, you, you put all these other senior teachers on these pedestals when you yourself don't see that for many of us, you are on that pedestal. Mm. Wow. And I, I think we all need to know that we all deserve to stand on that invisible pedestal of life and we have earned the right through birth to be witnessed. Mm. And forgiveness falls on so many of that because we need to forgive those who pulled us down from that pedestal, who never lifted us up to that pedestal. And for all of those who try to knock us down each time we stood up and that includes ourselves yeah for sure it's especially ourselves at times for sure i would, I would agree I, I think you know it's it's easier as a person that feels like all right like i know i have gifts but like looking to other people and thinking oh well they have they're somehow better than myself versus really realizing that like no i'm actually here too for like you said a divine purpose and embracing that it's not so much you're mm. gonna blatantly flaunt it but it's more of you know yeah i have a respect of i have something beautiful to, to give just as they do you know and, yeah. and walking in that light and that respect and reverence for that it, it becomes a lot more i think freeing to be around other people and and, and embrace that because it's like wow like i'm just as unique as they are you know and, and it's not it's not a comparison it's more of like hey like that lily is pretty but i'm a rose and that's cool too you know <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you are <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's interesting you talk about the invisible um pedestal and i think the the ultimate gift to help other souls develop is motherhood right and mm -hmm. i think to give that un unconditional love and so what are some of the lessons that you've learned from your kids or just being a mother to your children oh my god how many lessons i've learned from my children there's so many <laughs> so many that i have actually had to step back and be in awe of who they are mm. and Part of it was like, I, I don't even take credit for that. They are in their light showing and showing up and being gentle, loving souls. And sometimes we forget to pause. Sometimes we forget to honor those small moments in life. Mm. And my children have really taught me how to find that pause in life and my children have actually been a huge instrument of me honoring my silence and i know we're going to go into that later on but um like my home my home now does not have a television we haven't had a television in probably 20 years mm. <laughs> wow. um, we can sit with ourselves and by ourselves with minimal background noise, either like some classical music in the background or not. 
having the windows open and listening to what's going on outside, the wind chimes, the birds, the trees. And my kids are good with that. You know, mm. they're, they're grown now. I have one child who recently was, was staying with me for a bit. And I was watching her work from home and being good in her stillness. You know, like even yeah. with everything going on right now, not needing to be so busy. And um, so even still today, I, I love watching them. How beautiful. I love that. And I think that's, that's a, it's a gift for both of them. And I, I, I'm, I'm glad you touched upon it because I think in this season of our lives, I think everything happens for a reason. Right. This, mm -hmm. is, this is a perfect opportunity for people to really think recalibrate, like I was saying in a couple other episodes when I have my mom. I think also a season that is trying to teach us some things. So what, what lessons do you feel like we're supposed to be learning um, in this season? I mean, speaking from your personal perspective, of course, but yeah. Mm, well, initially there was this, this need for myself to bring comfort. Um, so the first two nights when we didn't really realize how critical this pandemic was um, here in Southern California, um, a girlfriend of mine said, hey, you want to do a sound bath? Yeah, let's do it. We've never done that. Let's pull that together. And do you want to come together and show people what we can do at home? You know, so it was like, oh, yeah. Please. But then as the week came on, it was like, wait a minute. We need to, we need to listen, right? It wasn't so much of what the government was asking of us. What is this virus asking of us? Mm. Well. Right? Because it, it is energy and it is shifting and it has changed our world, this little creature. And it's interesting that this, uh, this virus is, is focusing on the throat and on the lungs, right? Our, our throat chakra and our heart chakra. Yeah. And it's asking that if we don't quiet down and really search who we are and what we're offering in this world, and again, this is just my interpretation, um, we may not make it. Wow, that's powerful. We may not make it. And, and you know, the numbers are rising of those infected and the number are rising of those who are not making it through. And of course there comes anxiety and uncertainty, but the truth is, is on an everyday level outside of this virus, we live with that uncertainty. For sure. We, we don't know when we wake up in the morning, if that is our last day. So with us being at this place of quietude, and solitude. Mm, quietude. <laughs> it's actually my favorite word right now. Quietude. <laughs> Where can we grow? 
And where can we learn? And my first defense, honestly, I think I sat in the sun in meditation for about two days. Like, I just want to be here. I need to be here. Um, I actually was called out by one of my yogis of, hey, you need to be a warrior out there. You need to be out there offering classes. And it's like, you're not listening. <laughs> right. You're not listening, but you're doing what you feel you need to do. So you go do you, and I will do me. And somewhere, somewhere, maybe, we'll find that quietness together. Well, wow. Right? Because eventually that will exhaust out. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what we're doing on a regular basis. We're exhausting out. How much stuff can I do? Okay, I'm not busy right now at this moment. What else can I do? How about sit in silence? How about take a deep breath? How about listening to the world around you? Mm. What is so wrong with that? For me, I love that. I've, I've spent half of my life in silence. <laughs> Mm. Um, but it's not just the silence of the hearing. It's the silence of the body. It's the silence of the breath. And it's the silence of the mind, that monkey mind, that busy mind that we're always talking about. Right. That's, that's where your yoga practice comes into play. That's where your lessons of any type of studies that you do that is above this world. And I mean, you know, whether you're studying the sutras or the Bible or whatever you feel that grounds you, where can you go with that? You know, people say, I don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day. Well, baby, you got enough time now mm. to sit in that. <laughs> like right? You. Yeah, that was nice use. Yeah. Wow. So I, for me, I think that we're asked to first listen. And then we're asked to show up. Yeah, that listening ear. I would agree. I, I you you answered my my follow-up question beautifully, I I think to to touch upon it myself, I think silence definitely makes a lot of people, including myself at times, uncomfortable. But as, as I've grown to, you know, learn to re-love re myself and learn to, you know, recalibrate what I find is truly important. I think there's beauty in silence because we're able to really draw within and really listen to what your, what your soul and what your body and what I feel like the higher power wants to tell you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and whatever that means for each person is beautiful that person but i think like you said we we tire of being busy i think it's it's the culture i think especially i think in southern california to be busy being busy and mm -hmm. on the go and always doing things and i've got this next meeting and a bunch of other things versus with the like you said taking the time to to find that silence but it's it's very uncomfortable and so my, my next question to you is um, 
surrendering to, to that? Like, what have you learned about surrenderance from teaching yoga and just, just general? That I think like right now, you know, you think of the beautiful phrase without, without the mud, there is no lotus, right? The, the lotus grows from that. And you can look at that polarity of the darkness and the light. And you can't have one without the other. You can't have serenity without surrendering. Wow. <laughs> right? You just can't. And they go hand in hand. And sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's painful to surrender. Right? Mm then you have to ask yourself, you know, what am I holding on to? Why am I holding on to it? And then, of course, the other question is, am I holding on to it or is it holding on to me? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, and I think from working in that darkness, you, you learn to find the light and the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it... It helps, I, I can speak personally, but I think it helps you to develop trust for yourself and trust in, you know, that you do have what it takes because you'll, you'll be able to figure it out. I think if you have a bunch of time with yourself, it's just like, all right, like, it's just me. So I got to figure out how to navigate this without, you know, driving myself up the wall. Um, right. And then asking ourselves, why do we feel we need to be busy? I, you know, and for me, thinking about, um, you know, it's so funny when I first started this yoga journey and they always ask you, what kind of teacher do you want to be? Who do you want your audience to be? You know, do you want to be a level one teacher, a level two teacher, a flow teacher, a dynamic teacher, a meditative teacher? You know, you're like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess what it, however comes, how that ever comes out, comes out. But then what was personal to me was people who suffer through trauma, PTSD, depression. Um, and we, we want to teach from what we know, right? We, what we lived ends up being our catapult to our journey into how we want to serve. Right. So then it's like, oh, yeah, then I can, I can drop this, you know, awesome sequence for an eight-week program for PTSD. And what does that mean? Well, at the end of my journey with that, what I realized is I would never offer that series of classes because what I come to realize is pretty much 99.99% of society has come through or is going through something. Mm. And coming to yoga to release from that we don't need to be labeled. We don't need to be called out. I just need you to see me. I just need to be validated. And that validation may come from the instructor, but ultimately that validation comes from you. 
Yeah. Your own validation of, I got this. I've got this. This is my body. This is my breath. This is my mind. And I've got this. Wow. So being busy gets us someplace. But what I've learned about being busy gets me back to this place of quietude. For sure, for sure, it's, it's, it's a cycle. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and so my, my concern right now is those who are suffering through something, um, those who used yoga as a tool to solve something, that maybe this opportunity to go a little deeper with it to not let it be a coping mechanism, but maybe a door through some other place. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, I think there's a difference. I've, I've definitely learned that myself when it comes to just meditation. Versus, like, rather it being, like you said, a coping mechanism of, or a, a practice of sorts, more of having it being a lifestyle or a a mindset to to style in on our bodies and dial in like you said on our breath and trust that whatever comes about needs to be um but trusting that and surrendering that is 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 not an easy task i feel like for a lot of people but um, like you said it, it's it's either we're going through a storm or we're coming out of a storm you know it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's never it's a never-ending cycle but i think there's beauty in that too yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I would I say. I you. <laughs> no, you did. No, definitely, you did. I, I, I definitely. Um, I got. I'm getting a lot from just what you, what you're saying, and you're beautifully answering a lot of the other questions I have as you um, elaborate on the question that was uh, initially asked. Um, so when, when you speak of, because I think along the journey of going through storms and, and finding different, like you said, practices to learn how to love and embrace ourselves and find serenity in the silence, we we have people in relationships that are either, I think, brought into our lives from circumstances or, you know, divine appointments or, like we, like you said, we're related to them but you talk about the importance of consciously loving. Why do you think mm-hmm. that's, why do you think that's important? Well, because if, and this is, this might sound silly, but I, I believe that we are all images, extension and a connection of one beautiful light of love. And when we give our attention to another person, another thing, there has to, we have to drop that illusion that we are separate beings. That if we are all the same light, then we are all the same light. You are me and I am you. And I 
feel it's important to be heard. Right. So therefore, I am going to give you that same attention, that same love, that same conscious awareness of love. Like if I don't even say anything to you and all I can offer you is my ear to listen, is my heart to hold space for compassion and empathy, then if the exchange was that's all I needed of you, then wonderful. I'm, I'm not here to be anything more than what you need of me. Mm. Right? right. Um, and I think we all have beautiful lessons. I really do. You know, that, that hierarchy, that pedestal, you know, that's that invisible pedestal that we should all put ourselves on, that we all deservingly need to have that place to spread our voices. But we should never put ourselves on a pedestal when it comes to exchange with each other. Right. It should never be a teacher student relationship. It should always be a student student relationship. We should always be on the same page as much as I might be teaching you in a classroom. I am watching you because I am learning from you at the same time. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's an equal stage and it's an equal exchange um, and yeah that's how I, I see things and I believe that we need to hold space I when people come to us I was always taught people come to us either through love or for love hmm. right they're either coming to offer or to ask Well, that's a really that's a really refreshing perspective to have. I think um, what I'm getting from you, and I got this really pretty image of, you know, say for instance, I'm a hue of purple, and you're a hue of you know orange or blue. Like the invisible pedestal is realizing that like I can celebrate being that hue of color, but also realizing behind all of that we're both from light. Mm-hmm. You know? made and made in a divine image so like not viewing oh well my orange is better than your purple it's like no we're both light and celebrate that and you know do it versus looking to um be better than or be competitive in that it's like no just celebrate it for what it is and and not try to add any other meanings to it i think that's that's Mm -hmm. amazing right we've all met those people that say hey here's my business card if I do this, if you give me your, your time, I can do X, Y, Z for you, and you will be healed. <laughs> How about we have a cup of coffee or some tea? And how about we sit toe-to-toe and have a moment together and see what we can offer each other. Because I bet you we can learn from each other. 
and let it be a good exchange. Right? And then we walk away going, huh, I learned something, but then I offered something. Hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's more authentic that way, too. I wish that was to be. That should be the opening line. It's like, hey, like, let's get coffee versus here's my card. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I was just actually watching something last night, and it was actually about coffee, but they say that, um, and it was in Italian, so please forgive me. It, it was about um, how when people say, let's go get a cup of coffee, it's really, hey, let's go have conversation. Right. Right. So why can't we say, hey, let's go have conversation and let that be okay. And maybe whatever is meant to come out, comes out. That simplifies it tremendously, at least for me. I mean, even as we're speaking together, I think um, I'm kind of going through a little storm right now too, but I think the um, groundedness and the, the capacity to hear each other and feel like, hey, like I'm not alone in that. Just even from this conversation, I think is is freeing and and is 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 a is a beautiful thing. So, thank mm. you for. That. I missed your voice, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I haven't seen you in forever. That's why I want to. This is definitely a uh, a nuanced way of of. Uh, linking together too so (laughs) (laughs) this is is when social media is a good thing right um, because too much of anything is good for nothing and you'll hear me say that my whole life it's been my motto of for forever but too much of social media too much of this too much of anything is good for nothing and I think we've been so bombarded with um stuff right we can get Mm. lost in that stuff that um take a pause and open a book or go outside and just see how many sounds you can pick up Mm. maybe you'll hear a child laughing and it makes you laugh maybe you'll hear two people talking and it just brings a smile to your face right you know, hmm. during all this, my hope for, for people is that they learn what is priority and that they stop and they realize that in their solitude, we are not alone because this is something that we are all going through together. This is something that you always hear somebody say, you know what, as bad as it may be for you, there's somebody else out there going through it too. Well, by golly, right now, there's a whole world going through the same things that we're all going through right now. Right. So no, you are not alone. And we can still pick up the phone and say, hey, do you want to have a cup of coffee? (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> it right. is that simple. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um so my final question to you is to somebody that 
is finding a very hard time with the silence and with internally loving themselves. What um, encouragement or a light could you to give to that person? Mm. Yeah, that's that's me talking to my babies right now. That's me talking to our community. Um, from the saga shootings, you know, that, that didn't just affect a, a body of students and faculty at one high school. It trickled into all the other high schools and it trickled into our community. So there's a lot of people outside of this pandemic that are having and we're having a hard time in this silence. Right. Um, I I would welcome. I'm I'm a big advocate of. Um, I don't want to say self healing, but reading has always been my voice, if I can say that. Reading has been my voice. One because um, ever since I was. About four or five, I, I lost half of my hearing. So diving into a story has always been a saving grace for me. Watching your body language um, is another thing that I can offer to you. Um, finding safety in our own body is sometimes hard. Right? Mm -hmm. Even finding this silence is hard. Finding safety in our body um, is hard. There is um, there's a lot of offerings out there right now, and a lot of things are trickled from one old ancient teaching into something modern, something that we can identify within this modern age, right? I mean, stories from the Bible trickled into modern day talk, um, stories of the sutras into modern day talk. Um, I am a huge advocate of meditation and mindfulness. So mm. I was recently at a, at a lecture of an, a teacher, a mindfulness teacher. Her name is Shauna Shapiro. And she offered this, and I offered it to some of the students when I would go and, and talk with them or do a sound healing for them. I always love to start with a meditation, as you know, in my classes, right. and uh, some breath work. So a very simple thing that she offers and I offer is find a quiet place wherever you are, whether you're sitting in a chair Allowing the shoulders to move over the hips, so just lengthening through the spine. Bringing your awareness to your breath. Witness how the breath is coming in and out of the body. Maybe a slower inhale through the nose. An even longer exhale out the mouth. Just find a steadiness with your breath. 
allowing the mind to stay with the breath. You may even say, I inhale and I am exhaling. And after a couple moments like that, place your hand on your heart. And Mm -hmm. as you breathe in, say, good morning. And as you exhale, say your name, your own validation. Inhale, good morning. Exhale, Anthony. And you can stay with this, or maybe if you want to go a little further, this is the deepening part of it. Inhale, good morning. Exhale, I love you. And add your name. Mm. Mm. And stay with that until you actually feel a smile come over your face. And you can really feel that connection to your heartbeat. And you'll notice the body soften. And it takes about a minute, maybe two. And allow that to be a grounding factor. And they say if you can meditate for one minute a day, that's better than trying to do an hour seventh day, right? On this day, I'm going to meditate. Give yourself a minute. Give yourself two minutes. And that's a mindful meditation that you can do at any time. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I, will, I will say um, thank you for that. I, as you know, as you were saying it, I was like, you know what, let me let me do it as you're saying it in the moment. And right when you said, you know, uh, the smile is coming about your face, I, I realized for myself, like, I was deeply present and not really beating myself up anymore for the past mistakes that I was doing as of recently. You know, it's like, wow, in this moment, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm grateful and I love myself for still being here and still working through, you know, the hot messiness of me and the internal self, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, that was was awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. And, you know, know that this time too, you know, brings out, well, brings out the worst and the best of us. Right. And that's that's where your forgiveness is going to take place and, that forgiveness is going to be with the people that you're living with, whether it's a spouse or parents or siblings, right? Mm. We, we love each other and we all are of love. And if we honor each other the way we wish to be honored, then it will start to reflect back. We got to love ourselves first. And we have to forgive ourselves first and not expect others to do that for us. Wow. I think that was for you. 
<laughs> I think that was for me. I think that was for me too. <laughs> right. Nah, I, 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 um, I would agree to that. Um, but I think to the audience listening, that's something very tangible. And I'm definitely adding that to my habits list of doing that, of checking in with myself in the morning and before being frantic and searching social media or going on emails or everything else, just, you know, taking a breath and realizing that, you know, I love myself for, for getting up today. And um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, my friends, um, that is Prayers on the Porch podcast. Uh, thank you, Angelita, for, for coming on. It was such a blessing to get your insights, um, have some amazing meditations that I was not expecting to have. <laughs> so it was good. <laughs> it's definitely good. Um, yeah, and, and if you guys love the podcast and love the content, please make sure to follow us at POTP Podcasts. For all of your inquiries, DM us if you have any questions or stuff that you'd like to have us talk about or have people that you'd like to come on. And until next time, stay tuned. Love and light. Peace.